many are getting weak, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servant. And now, Bless the Lord, just with your own words, just begin to give him praise, just give him glory. Speak some words of love to him right now with every eye closed. Just focus on Jesus Christ. Just focus on Jesus Christ and just begin to say some loving words to him right now. Say some loving words to him right now. Bless the Lord right now. Mashundala Babaya. Mandala Baba. Shake it to Zindala Babaya. Mandala Baba. Jogala Balabalabalaba Suntaya. Come on, just lift up your voice. Just focus on Jesus right now. Just give him worship right now. Just give him worship right now. Just imagine that you are before the Lord Jesus. And I want to see his glory, see his majesty, see his kindness, see his graciousness. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Malo Rabba Zandala Baba. Oh, Bala Baba Zandala Baba 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 Oh, we give you glory. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. Jesus, we magnify. Oh, we lift your name on us. There is none like you, our Father. There is none like you, King of Glory. There is none like you, Lord Almighty. Oh, blessed is your name in all the earth. Hallowed be your name. Be magnified in our lives. Be magnified this morning. Be magnified in this place. Oh, Oh, we bless your mighty name. Amen. Hallowed be your name. Amen. King of glory. Receive all our praise. Amen. Receive all our glory. Amen. Receive the honor that is your name. Amen. And this morning be magnified in the midst of your people. In Jesus' precious name. I will shout a big amen. Amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord. 
How many of us have these cards? You have these cards winning Jerusalem where you are supposed to write the names of some eight people that you want to uh, pray for. How many of you have that? How many of us don't have it? You don't have it. If you don't have it, lift up your hand. All right, we have about two people. Do we have some available? Amen and amen. This card expires uh, technically next week. Hallelujah. Next week, 28th of uh, August. Praise God. So if you don't have it, can we get them some quickly? Can we get them some? Uh, mm. Can we get them some? Uh, if there's none there, there's none there. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, so how many of us have ours over here? Amen. Okay, so pick it up. Pick it up. Okay, so what we are supposed to do is that we are winning souls. As a Christian, one of the most important assignments that God has given us is that we should be soul winners. Amen and amen. One of the most important assignments that we have been given as children of God is that we should be soul winners. Is that we should be soul winners. Amen and amen. We should be soul winners. And so as a church, I want to believe that God will use every one of us to win souls. What do you think? Yeah, I want all of us to get involved. All of us to get involved. So, if you have the card, we are just going to pray over the name. How many of you have filled it? You have filled it. You have filled it. You have not filled it. Then what are you doing with the card? You have been using to fund yourself as a papa. Yeah? Hey. All right. So, if you have not filled it, all right. Then uh, at the end of the sermon, we are going to pray over it. Hallelujah. So if you don't, if you don't, have not filled yours, <laughs> generate some souls over here. Amen. Generate some souls. Amen and amen. We are going to pray over it. We are going to pray for those souls. And we are going to pray into the program next week. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father. Father. Say, this morning. This morning. Minister to me. Minister speak to me. To me. Speak to me. Let my life never be the same again. Declare that, Father. Father. My heart is open. My, is open. my, mind, is my mind is ready. To receive. To receive. With, humility, with humility. The word of God. Word of that God can transform my life. That can change my situation. I will be blessed. By your word today. I will be empowered. By your, word today, by your word today i'll be empowered, I'll be empowered for, obvious for obvious prosperity and my life, and my life will never be the same again the same if you believe again. that god has said the prayer shout a big amen, amen. and give god a shout of praise and in the house of the lord hallelujah we give you all the praise we give you all the glory precious father we are eternally grateful to you thank you for your presence in this place we are here to receive from you. We are here to hear your word. I pray that Lord, anoint these lips of clay, let them minister oracles. You said, if any man shall minister, let him minister as an oracle. And so this morning, I submit myself to you under your mighty hand, Lord, that you take over and speak words that will be a blessing to your children, that will bring advancement to your house, that will grow your church and cause your glory to be seen in our lives. We say unto you alone be all the glory. In Jesus' precious name. Everybody shout a big amen. amen. Give a clap offering to Jesus one more time. Can you take your seats in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We give God all the praise. We give him all the glory. You are welcome to celebration service today. 
Glory to Jesus Christ. And I want to believe God with you that before you leave this place, you'll be made better than you came. I say you'll be made better than you came in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. According to the book of Proverbs chapter number 4, the verse number 18, the path of the just, the path of the one that has been declared righteous, is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. It shines more and more unto the day of perfection. So according to the calendar of God, every single moment of your life should be a journey of progress, a journey of advancement, a journey of increase. Every single uh, moment, every single minute, every single day that you are alive shouldn't be a days of stagnancy, but progression onto what God has called you to. So that is why I know that as the word of God comes to you today, your light will shine brighter. I said your light will shine brighter. I said your light will shine brighter. Tell three people around you that your light is going to shine brighter. Hallelujah. And this man, the Lord has been speaking to us from uh, a scripture, a very simple scripture, uh, yet it carries a lot of truth. Romans chapter number 11, the verse number 22. Romans chapter number 11, the verse number 22. The Bible tells us, Behold therefore the goodness and the severity of God. Behold therefore, look, consider, think about it. The goodness and the severity of God on them which fell severity. So first, in the first sentence in that scripture, he tells us that there are two components of God that we should be aware of. Do you, you understand me? There are two areas of this God that we worship that we need to be aware of. We need to be very conscious of trying to keep the speaker in the middle of the camera. Okay? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he speaks about two components of God the goodness of God and then the severity of God. The goodness of God and then the judgment of God. The, the kindness, the graciousness of God and then the hardness of God. And with every good parent, you realize that there are two sides of that parent. The part where the parent is always a nice, is nice to the children, uh, is speaking good words, encouraging them. And then there's also the other part where the parent is tend to the children. So he's telling us that God is just like that. We need to be aware that God is not just a good God, but God also can punish. God can stretch a kid and lash you very well. Glory to Jesus Christ. So he says that the goodness of God and the severity of God. And now in the next verse, he goes on to try to differentiate between those who experience the sternness of God and those who experience his kindness, his graciousness, his mercies. He said, on them which fell, severity. On them which fell, that is his sternness, but towards you, his goodness. So that means that for every child of God, you are programmed automatically to experience the goodness of God. That is how your life is supposed to be. That is supposed to be the default of your life. You should be operating in the arena of God's goodness. He was speaking to Christians over there, just like he's speaking to us today. It was a mix of people who were going through various situations of life. Some were doing well, some were not doing well. Some were having jobs, some were not having jobs. Some were looking for jobs, some were married, some were not married. Various, uh, various issues were going on in their lives. And yet he 
tells them that to you who are his children, the goodness of God has been stretched, has been extended. And then he tells them that you will continue in this goodness except you, are, you, you be cut off or you allow yourself to fall. So he's telling us that in the mind of God, not only is it good to us, but he wants to continue being good to us. He wants the goodness that we are experiencing to keep increasing and to keep advancing. So in the, in the, in the, in the visions of God concerning our lives, he, want, he has extended his goodness to us, but then he wants us to continue walking in that goodness. He wants us to continue growing in that goodness. And you realize that the extent of God's goodness that is experienced in the life of anybody or uh, of, of different people on, on the earth, uh, is there are different measures. So it, means, it tells you that in the goodness of God also you can grow. I shared with you in earlier uh, messages that when we talk about the goodness of God, it's also talking about one, the grace of God. Two, the peace of God. Three, the mercies of God. And then we go on to further definitions like the kindness of God, the graciousness of God. So all of these things encapsulate the goodness of God. So any time you see the peace of God be with you, it is an extension of the of the goodness of God. You see a place where the Bible talks about peace. It is the goodness of God. You see where the Lord talks about the mercies of God. There are scriptures to that effect, but that is not my focus today. I'm just giving you a recap. So you need to understand that these three areas are, or these three words will always be associated with the goodness of God. The grace of God, the peace of God, the mercies of God. They are all captured in the goodness of God. And I shared with you several scriptures where God showed himself uh, gracious to his children. We spoke about the goodness of God, his, his, the, how the goodness of God can turn your life around. Now, in the goodness of God, you also need to realize that it is not just an experience. It is not just God uh, manifesting himself to you in a particular way and then you begin to experience or uh, you experience certain things. Uh, say, God opens doors of finances for you. You see increments in your finance. You see a lot of good things happening to you. It is not just an experience. It is actually a spiritual substance that God has made available for certain people. So, if you have an experience or you, re- you receive a dose of this spiritual substance, it manifests in real life as the goodness of God affecting your experiences in life. If you study the Greek word for the word grace, it's from the Greek word charis. Charis does not just mean unmerited favor, but it actually talks about an inward influence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost working inside of you, producing outward manifestation of peace, of favor, of benevolence, of uh, of gifts, of thankfulness. So many things happening as a result of that inward influence. So it manifests as a spiritual substance. That goodness of God is actually a gift that God gives to his children. So when that goodness of God comes upon your life, automatically you begin to attract good situations. You begin to attract good things coming into your life. In, let's look at this scripture quickly, Psalm 31, the verse number 19. Psalm, the chapter number 31, the verse number 19. There you realize that the Bible tells us that the goodness of God is a package. He said, oh, great, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up. That word laid up or means that stored. In other words, the goodness of God can be stored. 
that you have laid up for them which fear you, which you have worked out, you have wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. So you see two categories of people who he explained that they experience the goodness of God. Number one, those that fear God. And then number two, those who trust in God before men. And here, my focus is on the first part, that he has laid up for them that fear him. Laid up. That, that the fact that the goodness of God actually can be deposited. So, you don't have to wait till you experience, say, a testimony. Then you, have, you say that the, that is the goodness of God. No. The goodness of God can actually be a seed that can be planted in your life. That will cause you to continue experiencing testimonies. I don't know whether I'm, I'm explaining this thing right. I hope you're understanding me. So, you don't wait to experience the goodness. You can actually carry the goodness to experience the goodness. Are we together? Are we together? When we understand these things, then we realize that we can actually provoke the goodness of God. We can actually provoke the grace of God. We can actually stir up the goodness of God to manifest in our lives. If I were to look at the second part of this scripture, Psalm 31, the verse number 19, is that which thou hast wrought for them that trust thee. Can you give me another version? I want to see uh, another version of the, uh, of the Bible. You can do New King James, you can do NIV. He said, you lavish it on those who come to you. So, that's the New Living Translation. That means that God has it that he can lavish. He can pour it upon his children. Give me another version, please. Uh, Which you bestow in the sight of all those who would take refuge in thee. So, all of this gives us an understanding over here. That it's as though God has it in his storehouse. There's a bank of the goodness of God. Today, may you receive your portion. I said, may you receive your portion. My goodness. Just imagine that God brings the deposit of his goodness into your life. Everything will be sorted out in your life. Everything will be sorted out in your life. You'll be meeting the right people all the time. You'll be having the right experiences all the time. Pain will be taken away from your life. You see that all the circumstances of your life tend towards positivity, tend towards testimonies, tend towards miracles. And that is how God wants our lives to be. Today, I pray for you. May retrogression come to an end in your life. May pain come to an end in your life. May you come to the place where every single day there's a smile on your face. Not because you are fainting it, but because you are experiencing something wonderful. Receive that grace now. God wants us to experience his goodness. Listen, are we not tired of a life of having to struggle for everything? God doesn't want us to struggle for our livelihood. God doesn't want us to struggle for our substance. God wants us to enjoy his goodness. Lift up your right hand. Say, I determine in my heart that I will experience the goodness of God. So how do you provoke this goodness? How do you bring yourself into the arena? Where your life is full of testimonies. Remember the goodness of God is a secret to a lifestyle of praise and honor. A lifestyle of praise and glory. A lifestyle of miracles and testimonies. I share with you from Nehemiah chapter 9, 21, 25. How God manifested himself in so many miraculous ways to his children. uh, The children of Israel whilst they were walking through the wilderness. They were going to the land of promise. And in verse number 25 it tells us that it was the great goodness of God that 
that they were experiencing. So God's, the, the scripture teaches us that the goodness of God brings sorrows to an end in our lives and causes miracles, testimonies, great manifestations to become the evidences of God's presence in our lives. Remember the Bible gave us something in the book of Mark, uh, chapter number 16. Uh, it says that, uh, Mark chapter 16, let's look at the verse number 17. The Bible says that these signs will follow them that believe. You see, believers are supposed to be marked by certain things. So these signs will follow them that believe. Uh, these are the, the markers of our lives. So there are certain things that should follow us. And none of them over there is evil. Every one of them is good. Every one of them is good. In the book of uh, uh, Psalms chapter number is it 86, the verse number 17, he tells us that show me a sign for good. In other words, let there be signs that manifest in my life. That manifests in my life. Show me a sign for God. That's the King James Version. Give us, uh, give us these evidences in the new in the New Testament. He tells them that I am putting evidences in your life. Listen to me. My heart's desire today and this morning is that God will have testimonies coming out of your life. Do you know that when people want to see how God is, they come to the children of God. When people want to know how God behaves, they look at how your life is showing forth. What are the evidences in your life that show that God is good? That show that God is gracious? That show that this God that we are talking about, this is his character. And that's why God wants you to manifest his goodness in your life. Glory to Jesus Christ. I say glory to the name of the Lord. You will experience the goodness of God. So how do you provoke this kind of grace? Uh, how do you provoke this, this, the goodness of God? How do you get the deposit of the goodness of God? And that has been my, the subject of discussion for several weeks now. And I've shared with you several, uh, uh, several steps or several things that you can do to provoke the, provoke the goodness of God. I'm going to uh, mention them to you, write them down quickly, and then I'm going to focus by the grace of God on the last three, on the last three, so that uh, we can capture this. I don't, want to, I don't want us to have too much at a time. Because some of us, we are very forgetful. Okay, so if we give 10, 10 things, you realize that they, they get jumbled up in their mind. And then they say, oh, pastor spoke a lot that day. Oh, my God. Service was so powerful. Uh, what did you learn? I learned a lot. Oh, yes, tell me about the lot. It's so much. Oh, yes, give me three hours. It's too many. Before you finish, they have not even given one point. So please, take note of the points so that you can remember them, meditate on them, and practice them. Hallelujah. So number one, receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. Very fundamental. Your journey in the goodness of God has not begun if you don't accept Jesus as the Lord of your life. That is why we are writing down the names of the people that we want to reach out to. That's why next week's Sunday service is so important. We need to get people to enter into the goodness of God. And it is only by accepting Jesus as the Lord of their lives. Only in the salvation experience do people receive redemption. And he says that let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say unto the righteous, it shall what? Be well with them. So if you want it to be well with your mother, let your mother get born again. If your mother is not born again, 
If you want it to be well with your friends, draw them into Christ. Let them experience Jesus as the Lord of their lives. If you want somebody who has been struggling with all kinds of addictions, all kinds of sufferings, the person is going through uh, spiritual attacks all the time, and you want it to be well with that person, tell the person Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the answer to every situation in the world. Oh, that man Jesus, that man Jesus, everything is an answer to. Everything is an answer to. There is no situation that he cannot solve. You look through the Bible, you see him answering so many situations. We'll talk about that next week. Hallelujah. So, number one, Jesus. Receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. Number two, the fear of God. The fear of God. So, I spoke a lot, I've spoken a lot about the fear of God. Number three, number three, have faith and trust in God. Have faith and put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Anyone who exercises faith all the time and walks by trusting in God, absolutely. That person is a candidate for the goodness of God. Number four, I shared with you on Tuesday, humility. Humility. Somebody may say humbleness. Humility. I hope that's the right word. Humility is a gateway to experiencing the grace of God in increasing measures. If you are not humble, oh, my brother, forget it. My sister, forget it. If you don't know how to bring yourself under subjection, you don't know how to see yourself as God sees you, you don't know how to see God the way he is supposed to be seen, and you don't know how to see your fellow man and to treat them right, listen to me, you are not a candidate for the goodness of God. On Tuesday, I was sharing with you about humility, and I'll tell you that humility is the attitude that increases altitude in life. When you are humble, God will lift you up. When you are humble, God will lift you up. I shared with you that when somebody is humble, they don't consider themselves more highly than they ought to. More highly than they ought to. So all of you come out of your house and you carry yourself cockroaches. As, as though nobody's anything. You don't know that you too you are somebody. That person is also somebody. So you see yourself in a picture that you have created for yourself. Maybe because you are looking at certain achievements that you have achieved. So you are assuming that nobody has been able to achieve that thing. No. Bible tells us that we shouldn't consider ourselves more highly than we ought to. We should only consider ourselves according to what the word of God has said. You are not, and it's so important because when we talk about humility, a lot has to do with how you see other people. The reason why you carry yourself that way is because you think other people are less. Are we together? If you see yourself so important in what, what, what is the comparison? What brought you to that conclusion? You must have compared yourself to somebody else. So you think you are more important than another person. You think you are doing better than another person. Maybe because of what you see on the outside. But do you know that a lot of people are doing things in secret? There are a lot of people who, who the things that they do, it is not seen on the outward. So you need to humble yourself and respect everybody. Give everybody the benefit of the doubt that they are doing something. They are doing something. If all the time, check yourself, you are full of complaints about everything that another person is doing. And especially such people, you realize that they themselves are not able to receive criticism. So... What you, what you are essentially saying is that you are doing everything so right that no matter what anybody is doing, they are not doing it well enough. They are not doing it well enough. Then why don't you also think that what you are doing is not, you are not doing it well enough? You see, it takes a humble person to be able to assess himself, assess herself this way. 
assess himself, assess herself that way. If you cannot see yourself in that light, please hear me. Pride is speaking. Pride is knocking at your door. And you need to be careful because when pride comes, a fall comes. When pride comes, the wrath of God comes. When pride comes, loss also follows. Loss also follows. So let's watch. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Maybe you may dress very nicely, so you think that another person may not be dressing well. For, for all you know, the person, instead of concentrating on dressing himself, is actually giving out their clothes to other people. You don't know. I don't know whether you are listening to me. You don't know what, what, what is happening in the person's life. Do you understand me? People's lives are not totally written on their faces. So. People's lives are not totally written on their faces. I can tell you that for, for a fact. There are a lot of people, when you look at them, listen to me, the 24 hours a day that you were spending elsewhere, they too, they were spending it elsewhere. They were not standing there one place waiting for you to come and judge them. Are you understanding me? So believe God for people. Is it, even if they are not doing anything, it helps you to treat them right. It helps you to have hope in humanity. I hope you're understanding me. I hope you're understanding me. I hear you understanding me. Ask somebody beside you, do you understand what the pastor is saying? Uh, what is that person saying? Is that person sleeping right now? Glory to that person sleeping. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Yeah. So let's humble ourselves. Let's humble ourselves. What is humility? It helps you to place God in the right place over your life. In fact, I studied from the word of God that somebody who is always worried about their situation, it is pride. When you're always worried, I, I'm, 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 I'm spoiling a few paradigms over here. When you are always worried, you are always concerned, it means that you are not seeing God the way God wants you to be him to God wants you to view him. I'll show it to you in the scriptures very shortly. So put God in the right context. Cast all your cares up onto him. Humility will cause you to appreciate others and you see them through the eyes of God. When you see, for instance, Somebody may see me and may see me as, oh, another person who is always holding a microphone and saying his mind. But another person also see me and see me as the pastor that God has placed over your life. As an elder that God has placed over your life. You see people in the context of the scriptures, in the context of who God has made them to you. Some of us, we need to look at that more carefully with our relations with our, our family, our parents, with elderly people around us. Some of us, we don't value anything about anybody. Oh, the person's older than me, so what? So what? No, after all, no. The age doesn't mean, age doesn't mean maturity. <laughs> age doesn't mean that you have achieved much. But the Bible tells us about giving appreciation to the elder. It takes humility. How many of you know that it takes humility to humble yourself to even your pastor? It takes humility. If you are not humble, you cannot, you cannot submit to your pastor. Especially when you have a pastor who has a very young-looking face like mine. Glory to Jesus Christ. I've been to places where I've been called to officiate certain ceremonies. And then the MC doesn't know whether to call to introduce me as a, a pastor, as a father, or as a, our brother. And so uh, recently, I was, uh, was on Friday, I went to officiate an engagement ceremony for a friend's uh, sister. And then the MC, when they were going to introduce me, the pastor doesn't know me. But when they said that this is the man of God, that we have all been sitting here waiting for him. Like, yeah, yeah, papa, yeah, 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 y
<laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. But she doesn't know that inside me, my bones have grown inside me. What are you talking about? Uh, it's just the goodness of God. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's just the goodness of God. <laughs> amen and amen. I saw one man of God, and one day I heard that he was about, what, 50-something or 60 years old. I was like, eh? Because when you see that man, you think that he's not even about to get to 40. Fresh. Praise God forevermore. Someone said, we are looking fresh. People don't know that we are camping inside. We are like 100 years old seated beside you. Eh? Look at the person beside you very well. Though. That person is not a child like that. Though. Eh? Eh? Look at the person. That person is not a child like that. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you're a child like that, too, please don't go and say that. Ah, now they are used to shoot their eyes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you need to, humility will cause you to appreciate others rightly through the eyes of God. And humility will cause you to trust God for all your needs. It is prideful to worry and to live in anxiety. First Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 to 7. Let me read it quickly. Say, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. So you see it over there. He tells us to submit ourselves to the elder. You who are younger. You see, it is a blessing to be able to see somebody who is older than you and appreciate that the person is really older than you. So let me give him respect. Let me give her respect. It is a blessing to be able to see that this is my departmental leader. So let me submit to him. Even though he may be younger than me, or even though I, I don't think he is right all the time, but just because of the position, the glory that God has given him, let me appreciate him. It is a blessing to be able to submit to your pastors. So, he said, oh, uh, this is my pastor. This is no longer my friend. This is no longer my sibling. This is now my pastor. So, I need to appreciate him. I need to appreciate her as a result of the placement that God has given him, has given her. If you are not able to relate with that, please know that pride is speaking. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. So now, he speaks about first of all, submitting to the elder. Now, he goes to one another. So, someone says, aha. So, when you tell me, I am the M.A. Buno. Now, so, oh, when you tell me, I mean, you are the idea. Obia, no, No, he says that even when it comes to amongst ourselves, one another, he says that we have to submit to each other. So, sometimes, even somebody is younger than you. Don't say that, oh, he, when he was my, she was my junior in school. She was my junior in school. And I've heard some of you say that, oh, this one, she was, he was my, we were in the same school. He was my junior, baby, one or two years. And you can see, trying to claim the seniority. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. The school that we all went to school, I went to pay school fees for. Because you pay school fees before I pay school fees, you think that, oh, she'll be under you forever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We have come out of school. We are all, we are all struggling in the, in the journey of life. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, the fact that the person is even younger than you, it even takes more humility for you to submit to that person. If you want to measure how humble you are, see how you relate with people who are younger than you. See how you, you relate to people who are less privileged than you. See how you relate to people who have lower social status than you. That will tell you your degree of humility. How you relate with senior people and your bosses don't show your humility that much. Because you may be doing it because you are afraid. Or you may be doing it because you want a favor. But when you meet somebody who is a security person, somebody you actually tip, somebody you give tokens to, how do you treat that person? That is a picture of how humble you are. 
to subject yourself one to another. And then he said, and be clothed with what? Humility. Let that humility clothe you. Come around you. Let it be something that you wear and you carry yourself. For God does what? Resists the proud. Hey. That means that to the word resist means opposition. It means fight against the proud. Master, if God is fighting against you, how can you win? He fights the proud. No, no, listen. Are you listening to me? I've just shared with you how God is viewing humility. How you treat people who are older than you, people who are above you, how you treat people who are at the same level, how you treat people who are younger than you. And God is saying that he fights for everyone that you are proud against. He resisted the proud. Opposes the proud. God actually positions himself to, 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 to pull down the proud. He resisted the proud, but what does he do? He gives what? Grace to the humble. The grace is, I told you, the goodness of God. So if you want to experience the goodness of God, ask yourself, how humble are you? How humble are you? How humble are you? How humble are you? When you speak, you speak with your nose wrinkled. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Are you talking to me? You can talk to me. No, you, of course you are not a stone, so I, can, I should be able to talk to you. You know, some people actually pride themselves that nobody can say certain things to them. Sister, take your time. You are manifesting, but you don't know. Brother, take your time. You are manifesting, but you are trying to hide behind it. It's a blessing if somebody can actually see something that you are doing wrong and be able to approach you and talk to you about it. It's a blessing. Are we together? Are we together? Yeah. It's a blessing. I remember one lady was telling her beloved... And she was like, the beloved one day was trying to, you know, when you are when you're in a relationship, sometimes it's good to have open talk. Be honest to one another. When you see that it's your fault, be able to tell the person. But so he had told this beloved that, oh, you are a very good person, very nice, you do a lot of things, right? But I, I see a lot of pride in you. It's as though you are very proud. Oh, one day when she was calm, said, I know I'm proud, but I don't like you being the one you telling me. Even that one is on a manifestation <laughs> of pride. Oh, uh, am I going to some parts that I, I, I shouldn't go there today? stop the church because of the way this person spoke to me. And one of them was even telling me, eh, Pastor, you are the one who puts me in that. You are the one who puts me in this department. I don't understand why he should, he should, he should, he should, he, 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 he,
It could be a he or what? A she. <laughs> he talked to me that way. He should, she should to talk to me that way. Sister, you are manifesting, but you don't know. Brother, you are manifesting, but you are pretending. You are just showing pride. I'm not saying that people always talk to us properly. No. But then sometimes we should look beyond the words that the way the person spoke to see whether the person is speaking sense or not. And the motivation. The truth is that you see, if not for Jesus Christ that has brought us together, most of us will not even meet each other to talk to each other. So we are here trying to work for the same purpose. So even if I come and I, I shout at you because of the work of God, sometimes look beyond the shout and look at the reason for the shout. He wants the work of God to go on well. Is that not a beautiful thing? It's a beautiful thing. Let me put aside my pride. Let's work together. What do you think? Isn't, wouldn't that be better? Yeah. It'll be much, much, much better. We realize that all of us will get to everyone there and all have rewards because somebody pushed us to work harder. Pushed us to work harder. And our pastor is saying, no, I'll I'll frame it. I'll Sister, to go. I hope you are getting me. And these are realities. We are reacting because of the pride that is in us. God is telling us to be humble. I said, he's telling us to be humble. He said, when we are humble, he will show us his goodness. He resists the proud. That gives more grace to the humble. May you see more grace in your life. Verse number six says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. For he cares for you. Glory to Jesus. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Isn't it beautiful that he's saying that humble yourself? Meaning God is not the one who humble you. You have to humble yourself. Is it if you are proud, even poverty cannot humble you. I've come to realize that even poor people are the most proud people. Huh? Is it not true? Yeah. Ah. Oh, it is very, very serious. I'm very, very proud. So, in fact, humility and pride actually is not about whether you are rich or poor, it's a character of your heart. It is a subai. And so, whether you are rich or poor, it helps it to manifest in different ways. Pride people, uh, rich people have their way of being proud. <laughs> and poor people also have their way of being proud. Choose your pride. Are <laughs> we together? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I've realized that even sometimes rich people are the most humble. I've seen rich people and they'll be serving other people. They'll be serving other people. But oh, he needs to be proud. Sometimes people cry, I'm even I'm afraid to tell them to go and scrub the washroom. Hey, you see, you looked at me from head to toe. It's a me. I should go and I'll go and scrap it for you. Amen and amen. 
we should humble ourselves. I said we should humble ourselves. Tell us a brother beside you, a sister beside you, humble yourself. In fact, the way the person looking at you for telling you, you are the one to tell me how to humble myself. Uh, praise the Lord. Humble yourself. Give a clap of praise to Jesus. All right. So, how do we grow in the goodness of God? The next point is grow in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. The more you grow in the knowledge of God, there's something spiritual that begins to happen. As you grow in the knowledge of God, there is a release of grace upon your life. Second Peter chapter 3, the verse number 18, I'm reading from the NIV, it says that, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. Amen. You see, growing in grace is always connected to the knowledge of God. The more of God that you know, the more of the word of God that you know, the more of the influence of the Holy Spirit upon your life. When the Holy Spirit begins to influence your life, he begins to release a certain glow, a certain glory. And that is what I'm talking about as the goodness of God, the graciousness of God being exemplified, manifested in you. So, the more of God's word, the more you interact with the word of God, something spiritual begins to happen. There's a process known as the transformation. Transformation begins to take place in your life. Transformation begins to take place in your life. The Bible says, as we behold with an open face, as in a glass, the glory of God, we are changed to that self-same image from what? Glory to glory. From the goodness of God to the goodness of God, we keep advancing in the expression of the goodness of God. So, if if you want to increase in that character of God's presence, where you are walking in the living grace of God, please get to know God more. Get closer to God. Get closer by his word. Meditate on the word of God more. Look at what the scripture says in the book of Psalm chapter number 1 verse 1 to 3. It said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. So we are not supposed to, watch, to stand, uh, to walk with the uh, walk with, with the counsel of ungodly, the ungodly. We shouldn't walk with ungodly people. We shouldn't let ungodly. You see, some of us, it's as though our best friends are, are unbelievers. The people that we roll with, they say, oh, no, Christianity doesn't mean we should hate. No, it doesn't mean we should hate uh, unbelievers. But it recommends those who should be closest to us. It recommends those whose advice that we listen to. Be not deceived. Evil company corrupts what good manners. Who are your best friends? If your best friends are people who spend their time in the pub, they will have an influence on you because the pub is not a place for Bible studies. So you are not likely to meet people who will be sharing the word of God with you. Are we together? If your best friends are people who spend their, uh, their, the, the best of their time at, at, at we smoking joints, it will show in your life. Who will spend the best of their time with who are their circle of friends. These are the things that make Christianity boring, but these are the things that can help maintain your salvation. That can help maintain your salvation because the most important thing to an individual is salvation. It's salvation. Hell is real. Hell is real. The Bible talks about the rich man and a man called Lazarus. When Lazarus was alive, the Bible said he had sores all over his body. 
In fact, all over his body. But when he did die, the Bible said Lazarus was taken up by the angels and went to heaven. And then the rich man was entered into hell and he was thirsty. And so he looked across the gulf and he saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom and he saw Father Abraham and said, Father Abraham, I am so thirsty. Will you let Lazarus with his hand of sauce put the sore filled hand in water and come and touch the tip of my tongue? The suffering he was suffering in hell was so serious that he had forgotten that Lazarus had sores. And said, I let that sore, please don't go to hell. I refuse to allow you to go to hell. In the name of Jesus, you will not go to hell. Salvation is the most important. So choose friends who help you maintain your salvation. So walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the what? The way of what? Sinners. Oh, another time I will go deeper into the scripture. Nor be seated in the seat of the scornful. The scornful is talking about mockers. There are people who mock Christianity, who mock the things of God. When you see them mocking Christianity on social media, don't go and join them and don't even add the laughing emoji. You are seated in the seat of the scornful. Mockers. Hey, I'm a tongues for no. <laughs> tongues for no. No. They are mocking your God. They are mocking your faith. And you are taking it for granted. No. He's telling you that don't join such people. Don't join such people. Don't join. But rather, what should you do? Verse number two. Verse number two. But his delights, his joy, is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. And in his law, the word of God, does he meditate day and night? So you are supposed to move away from these things and give attention to these other things. What is that other thing? The word of God. He said, for such a person, the verse number three tells us the outcome of that person's life. Give us verse three. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall never wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. How many things shall prosper? Everything he does. That is a picture of somebody walking in the goodness of God. And he's telling us that it is based on increasing in the knowledge of the word. Increasing the knowledge of the word. Your daily quiet time. Do you read your Bible every day? Do you meditate on the word of God every day? Today, I want everybody over here, make a commitment to meditation. Make a commitment to, to listening to the word of God. Now, we have the word of God on podcast. All this preaching, by the time I'm done, the, the, the media team are going to put it on, on, on Podbean for you to get free access to. Do, will you listen to it? You see, the more you listen to it, somebody, uh, one man of God says something, that you need to listen to a message nine times to truly get insight about it. Up to, there are some messages I've listened to them about 20 times. Still, I'm getting new insights. So, our, the difference between Christians, a lot of the times has to do with this. There are those who are born again, they are saved. But there are those who spend time to actually listen to the word of God. And when I say listen to the word of God, there are times you can just be playing the message and doing other things, but there are times you should also book that time that this is my message listening session so that you can listen to it and take notes. There are ones who you can just put it on and you can lie down and you can sleep and the word will be going into your spirit, but that is passive listening. You need to practice, practice active listening. Active listening. 
She said, no, no, this is a, a Bible time for me. This is a Bible time for me. I need to get some. So every day, how much are you increasing in the knowledge of God? How much are you increasing in the knowledge of the word of God? As you keep increasing, he says that we are beholding us with an open face, as in a glass. The glory of God, the glass over there is talking about the word of God, the mirror of God's word. He says that and we are changed, transformed. Your life can be transformed by the amount of word that he puts inside you. Listen, the word of God is your best bet. As you get more of God's word, you are growing in grace. You are growing in grace. You are growing in grace. Second Peter 1, 2. He said that peace, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So get into the word of God. Get into the word of God. As you grow in the knowledge of God's word, the grace of God increases and multiplies upon your life. Hallelujah. Who is going to make a habit of listening to the word of God every day? Who is going to make a habit of encountering the word of God every day? If you are such a one, give me a wave right now. As a wave, may God help you. May God give you grace to commit yourself to this thing. Listen to me. When a, a man is guarded by the word of God, the person's life is cultured by God's word. Where I am today, some of the things that some people see and admire in my life, they were not there before. I had to train myself by the word of God. My faith, my stamina, my ability to believe for things, my confidence, my encouragement is all premised on the word of God. Anytime I realize I'm losing inspiration, I go and play a message. And sometimes less than five minutes into the message, my spirit opens up. Listen, you need to get to a place where your inspirations don't come from a jacko or certain other things. Get to the place where your inspirations come from the word of God. Your inspirations in life come from the word of God. Praise God forevermore. So that's number five. Number six, prayer. A person of prayer is a person who is always increasing in grace. Whenever we pray, grace comes. It's a spiritual influence. How many of you have realized that uh, uh, when you are praying, or there are times when you are praying, you begin to sense a change in your atmosphere, a change in your mood, even your emotions begin to change. How many of you have experienced that? Yes, it means that the presence of God and anointing has come upon you. It is the goodness of God, it is the grace of God that has come. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 4, verse number 31, that the disciples had gathered and they prayed so hard that the place where they were praying was shaken. By the time they had finished praying, the Bible tells us in verse number 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. In chapter number 2, chapter number 3, we see them walking in the grace of God. But now the Bible says that great grace, their grace had increased. Their grace had increased. Why? Because they were people of prayer. They were people of prayer. That is why now we are praying every day, night fire. We are always praying. Because we want to increase in grace. We want to increase in grace. The more you get time to pray, please don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted at all. When you take it for granted, you lose the benefits. But make it a point every day. One hour at least. Now you don't have to struggle to wake up. Now you are praying with all of us. Wherever we are connected from, all of us. It's a corporate prayer of a kind. And then you it helps to build up your own prayer life. So that's the purpose of night fire to help strengthen our prayer life. Hallelujah. And then the final thing that I want to share with you on how to increase in the goodness of God, how to provoke the goodness of God. Giving. 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 You see. 
we cannot talk about this life of grace without talking about giving because our God is a giver. Our God is a giver. Giving is one of the fundamental aspects of Christianity. It is in our day and our time when it's being made to look as though it is something to deliberately take money from people. No. Giving should be a part of our lives. For God so loved the world that he gave. The first expression of God's love is that he gave. So anyone who is a lover of God should be a giver. Love gives. Nobody should tell you that he loves you. Baby, I love you. Baby, I love you. And doesn't give you anything. No, he doesn't love you. Similarly, is it usually we don't say the reverse, but if a lady also loves you, she also gives to you. She also gives to you. So, oh, it's a man who should love us. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives. As for as they didn't ask us to love them. So, we are not supposed to give to them. Please, stop. It's just your chastity, your, 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 your stinginess that is manifesting, but you don't know it. Today, I rebuke every spirit of stinginess. Amen and amen. Oh, I say amen. You see, they don't want to say amen because they, they want to always be at the receipt. Ah, hallelujah. Okay, gentlemen, if they will not pray, we'll pray for them because we'll have to marry them. So, I rebuke any stinginess upon any lady over here. Gentlemen, well, <laughs> Hallelujah. But then back to the main point. Love gives. And God expresses love to us by giving his only begotten son. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet out. It shall also be measured back again unto you. Back again unto you. Now let me show you a a very powerful scripture. uh, Which is actually the premise of my conviction. That giving actually helps increase in the grace of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. The verse 9 number 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. The Bible says that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That is his goodness. All grace abound towards you. So that in all things uh, uh, abound towards you that you always have all sufficiency in all things and may have abundance for every good work. So he's talking about the greatness of God's grace coming onto you in increasing measures that will make you so strong that there's nothing that you cannot do. But when you look at the verses before, you begin to understand what will provoke all grace to come into your life. From the verse number five, the Bible says that, therefore, I taught it also to exhort the brethren. Now, in the, in the Corinthian church, they were the church that Paul told that they should grow in the giving grace. Because giving is a grace. There is a grace for giving. There is a grace for giving. If you want to increase in a certain grace, increase in a grace for giving. So he tells them to increase in the giving grace. And then he goes on to tell them, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they should go before unto thee and make, up bef- and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof you have you have noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as a matter of covetousness. He had told them that they had announced to them that they were going to come and take some offerings. So, for instance, we are going to do a, organize a program and we say that, oh, because of this program, we are going to spend this amount. What we are actually saying is that everybody who has the giving grace, tap into it. If you don't tap into it by making an offering ready, that means that you don't carry the giving grace. So he tells them that it was necessary to tell the brothers that they should come and tell you that this is uh, what is about to happen and prepare it as a matter not of covetousness, but as a matter of bounty, generosity, you wanting to give out. 
Verse number six says that, but this I say, he that swore sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he that swore bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. So, you see, he was talking about the givers over there before he spoke about the, the increase of grace or God be making all grace available to us. So, it is your giving that you to access grace. You're giving that used to access grace. Oh, pastor, I see you are very anointed. I want you to release your anointing upon my life. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Essentially, it doesn't work that way. There must be something that you use to what connect to the grace. There must be something that you use to connect to the grace. It doesn't work that way. So, if you are, my, my father and the Lord Reverend made a, a statement. He said, if there's no givement, then there's no receivement. If there's any English like that. Is it, it is a, a fundamental truth, sir. If you, the sooner you lay it in your heart, the better. There are so many Christians, we need to be provoked and stirred up and told a lot of things before we even begin to give. Is it, I started my Christian, I started developing myself to the point where I don't need a message to give. I don't need somebody to come and preach to me to give. In fact, what the preaching will do is that it will actually increase the giving that I'm going to give. But not that it's now going to stir me up before I give. Right now, we are talking about the fathers. And somebody has even, what, what, that, oh, no, 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 meat. Yeah, yeah, it's the fathers. And, uh, oh, we are talking about, let's say, we're talking about the uh, kingdom projects. Uh, somebody, yeah, and Kanukra. And say, oh, the women have a project. It's their project. The man have a project. It's their project. No. You need that grace. You need to pray for it. The reason why you are not able to relate is because that grace is lacking in you. And when that grace comes to you, it will, it's what will move you. It's, a, it's actually maturity. Are we together? Are we together? So you can get to the place where even sometimes you are coming for a normal church service and Holy Ghost can tell you that get this money and go. No, there doesn't need to be any fundraising. There doesn't need to be any fundraising. I remember I went to preach for a friend. I preached for three days. And so on the Sunday, the Lord told me that whatever money or whatever they are going to give me, I shouldn't take it away. So I was going to actually tell them that they shouldn't worry. But the Lord said I should take it, but I should give it to the pastor who invited me. So uh, when we closed that, they had to rush to achieve us after I'm preaching over there. And so I told him that, oh, man of God, we'll talk later. Later that day, he called and, sent, uh, he called and told me that, oh, there was this particular amount that uh, the, 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 the deacons, the board had said that they, he should send to me, that he wants to send me to my Momo number. I told the man of God, God said I should give it to you. I went to preach. I went to minister. I went to pray for the sick. I went to do everything that needs to be done. So, if anything, they should be given to me. Do you understand me? But I rather, because my heart was opened, somebody would say that God rebused the devil. How can, you be, how can I be hearing something like that? And as at that time, I also needed money. I also needed money to do a few things. So I was like, God. But then I know him. He has, he has trained me that way. So, I released it. He said, wow. The next day, he called and he thanked me, son. I said, hey, man of God. I have just moved from this place to this place. And all my money was spent in my movement, in the accommodation and transporting my family. I had nothing at that point. 
how I'm even moving today is because of what you gave me yesterday. What you gave me yesterday. God can use me to do that because he has I've, I've allowed him to increase the giving grace in my life. Two weeks later, can I tell you what happened? Somebody walked and came to my office and came to give me about that amount that I gave. He gave me about 30 times that amount. So if I give the person 20 cities, 30 times 20. If I give the person 100 cities, 30 times 100. How much is that? Uh, 30 times 100 is what? If I give the person 500 is 30 times. Whatever amount you have in your head, it is that amount. Glory to you. But it was more than 30 times that amount. That one, I didn't go and preach to that person. I didn't go and heal the sick. I didn't go and prophesy to anybody. You see, because I had worked for God, he was causing all grace to abound towards me. So I was sitting in my office and now the money, big chunk of money, started chasing me. Is it God wants this? It's a goodness and message. I what follow you. That is how it should be. After today, as you activate the goodness of God, I see goodness following you. I said, I see goodness following you. I said, I see goodness following you. It's coming your way. All grace is going to abound to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever was lacking and dying in your life, today there's a reversal. Why? By the goodness of God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. If you believe God has heard your prayer, shout a big amen. Rise up to your feet. I want us to just pray shortly and I will be out of here this morning. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father. Oh, I can't hear you. Say, Father. Oh, I can't feel you. Say, Father. Garnish. The word garnish means beautifies. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father. Garnish my life with your goodness in the name of jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray right now lift up your voice and begin to pray father beautify my life with your goodness beautify my life with your goodness lift up your voice and pray right now garnish my with your goodness oh god Beautify my life with your goodness. Garnish my life with your goodness. Rabba Shatalabakataya. In the name of Jesus. Now lift up your right hand. Say, Father, help me to make the right decisions that will cause your goodness to flow into my life, to make my life. A testimony of your goodness in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Tell the Lord to influence your decisions, to direct you to make the right choices. He told me to do that, and I saw his goodness manifest in my life. God can give you an instruction that will provoke a manifestation of favor. Lift up your voice. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Mark these prayer points and keep praying them. Want to pray? One of the best ways I didn't mention, but it is something that is in every message by which we can attract God's goodness is by being so with us. Kingdom advancement. 
Listen, you cannot grow to become the apple of God's eye if you are not a soul winner. So today we are going to pray for souls. Hallelujah. Amen. I said we are going to pray for souls. If you have your card with you, the one with your names, you can lift it up right now. If you don't have any names on them, you can pray a general prayer. But we are going to pray that Lord release the reaper angels that will fill our soul winning miracle services with souls that you are prepared for salvation. Next week we are going to have Jesus as the answer miracle service. We want the presence of God to fill this place. Amen. We want the power of God to fill this place. Amen. We want souls to come from all directions Amen. from Tesano, from Dakuman, from Fadama, from uh, Ejapaya, from everywhere that we are reaching out to, from your workplace, from your family. We want them to come in. The Holy Ghost bring them in. Let Reaper angels draw them in. Are we ready to pray right now? Say, Father, say, Father, Father. release Reaper angels, angels that will fear our, our miracle services next week with souls that you are prepared for salvation as a clap my hands and as I pray oh, oh, oh God let the reaper angels move in our harvest field draw them in in the name of Jesus clap your hands and begin to pray right now clap those hands and pray Come on, pray. Destroy every hindrance to our soul winning efforts. Destroy every resistance to our soul winning efforts. Let the names on our cards, let them be drawn to the Lord. Let them be drawn to the Lord. Let their hearts be open. Father, as we invite them, let them not be able to turn us down. Let them come in their numbers. Every hindrance, every excuse, every problem, oh, Kashataya, that will stop them. We come against it right now. Rakashataya, in the name of Jesus, Ripa angels, throw them in. Ripa angels, bring them in. All throughout this week, as we are inviting them, Pashakataye, Rakadosha Radikotaya, Lebo Shabradaka, Rakataya, and in the service of God, let your miracle power, let your mighty power be made manifest. Heal the sick, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Oh, let your breath be free. Kadosha Bradaka, Mandala Baba, Rosha Palaba. Fill this house with your testimony and your right word and your set word. Bring in healing, bring in deliverance, bring in intervention in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Mm. The Son of the Living God. Listen to me, that day next week is going to be miracle service. Listen, morning service is going to be a miracle service. Evening service is going to be a miracle. I want you to invite everybody. Are you understanding me? Invite everybody, your family, your friends, your parents, anybody you want Jesus to touch. He said, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And I want everybody to get involved. Everybody over here, bring at least two people to church on that day. In the morning, let's fill this place up. This place is going to be filled with souls. Hallelujah. And we are using these tracts, okay? This invitational tracts. Jesus is the answer miracle services. Praise God forevermore. If you, are, you don't have some, please take some right away. 
take some right away. Take two, take three, take five, take ten. You are invited. Anyone that you invite, may God bless you for that. May God honor you for that. Amen. May God show his goodness for that invitation. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. At the back, there are testimonies that you can show them. Testimony that you can share with them. That when we talk about miracles, we know what we are talking about. It is not, uh, it is not funny anymore. It is real. It is real. And invite them as they come in and show them his goodness. He will also show you his goodness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Everybody takes out all the trust. We are all going to give it out. We are all going to invite somebody. Everybody, we are inviting somebody for these miracle services. It's going to be awesome. Jesus will be displayed. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now we are going to provoke the goodness of God. Are you ready? We are going to provoke the goodness of God through our giving. So take your offering right now. Take your offering. And I want you to speak over that offering. Speak over that offering. You are provoking the goodness of God as you give. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. Lift up that offering. If you want you want to give your tithe. You can lift up your right hand. Any special offering. The ushers will locate you with the right envelopes for you to use. Don't use the wrong envelope for what you are doing. Hallelujah. Father, we send this offering by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. As we give, receive the blessing of your word. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and give. Go ahead and give. Go ahead and give. If you have your tithe, I want to just come forward right now. Any seed, any pledge that you have pledged. If you give online, uh, you, give, you send your tithe online. You can still come. I'll minister to you. I'll pray for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. To you. Don't give up on God. He won't give up on you. Oh. Let's say God. give a club offering to Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, God willing, coming Saturday, um, after we have gone for soul winning in the morning, uh, Sister Sophia will be launching her book. Hallelujah. She'll be launching her book. She'll be launching her book uh, all the time, the one o'clock, two o'clock. Amen and amen. Two o'clock. So, I want to especially ask all of us Let's show her some love on that day. Amen and amen. If you have anything, do it, do it quickly and then join her. It's going to be an amazing time. It's a blessing for a sister or somebody who's part of our family to come out with such accomplishments. So 
we want to show her that we are behind her we are in support of her so everybody let's get involved uh, whatever help that needs to be granted that day let's do it praise god forevermore if it, when it's your turn we'll do it for you as well amen hallelujah praise god so on, on saturday please 2 p.m let's all be here support sophia hallelujah lady ministers fire she's one of our uh, ministers she's a pastor who is uh, taking care of our achievers hallelujah so that is a it's a family affair amen it's a family affair so everybody let's make it a point to be there and when we come let's come and support her with our substance amen come and support her buy a book give something specially uh, to support what she's doing amen the lord bless you I, I believe we will all be there how many of us are going to be there on that day yeah how many of us you are going to be there wonderful give me a wave if you are going to be there beautiful 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 hallelujah the lord bless you celebrate the lord with a club offering right now hallelujah amen and amen and let's make sure we are inviting people to the jesus is the answer miracle service this evening is going to be very powerful in this place we are going to tap into the goodness of god it's going to be prophetic it's going to be great i want you to invite somebody 4 p.m we are coming to pray we are coming to pray it's going to be an encounter of a lifetime hallelujah the lord bless you in the mighty name of jesus christ the son of the living god shall be on our feet as we close shall be on our feet rise up to your feet lift up your hands to the lord just begin to give God some praise. Bless the Lord right now. Give him praise. Achieve service starts right after we are done. They are having a testimony and a praise service. Hallelujah. And they are also going to be wearing their jeans and their sneakers. It's going to be very powerful. Lift up your hands. Thank the Lord. Bless the Lord. Give him praise. Give him praise. Thank him for his word. Tell the Lord that he should make you a doer of his word and not a hearer only. That you may be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we give you glory. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, we are eternally grateful to you. Thank you for the blessing of your word today, for teaching us your word, for causing us to encounter you on the platform of your word and for ministering to us. We declare that by reason of your word, our lives will never be the same again. I pray for special grace to be given to your children, every one of us here, not only to be hearers, but to be doers of the word. And as we apply your word, a testimony begin to flow in the name of Jesus Christ. But Father, I pray specially for everyone that let the anointing of a soul winner come upon us this week. Let anointing to remember to invite people to church come upon us this week. And as we engage in that Lord, let your goodness, let your power, let your rewards, let your benefits be released for your children in the mighty name of Jesus. Now the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and the Lord be gracious unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. May all that you do be blessed. Walk in favor, walk in power, walk in glory, and I declare your life will never be the same again. If you believe God has heard your prayer, shout a big amen. Give God some praise, give him some glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I want you to turn to 600 people all around you and declare to them that you are blessed. Hallelujah. Prophesy somebody, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Give God praise. God bless you. I love you. I'll be around for a few minutes if you want to see me. Hallelujah. I'll see you this evening. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com
or call 0546-363957. God bless you.